0: Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church and School, Chicago. I hope and pray that the following message blesses you with peace and hope in Christ, who died and rose for you for free. It is yours. If you'd like to support God's mission of giving life, hope, peace, joy, and love in the city of Chicago, go to stjames-lutheran.org. Peace. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Justification. Nice 12-letter, it's actually 13 letters, I believe, word. Seems really churchy and really, uh, you know, just doesn't sound like a very uh, hot word for the kids, justification. But it's a very, very important word that's throughout the Bible. And we actually use this word all the time. So you should get your mind around what that means. It's the center, I would say, of all, of everyone, actually, and I'll give you a little story about why that's the case. I was uh, probably like five or six years old when I first kind of learned about justification. I suppose um, I uh, if I, I don't know what I think I think what I was doing I was doing something wrong. Obviously, uh, that's what I did when you're six years old. I was told not to throw the ball around in the house. Have you ever been told? This is classic. Like, I don't know, I think I said it as a parent, not even knowing why I was saying it, but you feel like you should say this as a parent. Don't throw the ball around in the house. You know what I'm saying, right? Just automatic. I don't know why even, just, you're supposed to say that. So, don't throw things in the house. I had, it's probably a baseball, that's probably why. Anyhow, I like to do that, if I remember right, because you'd kind of throw it against the, the wall and it would bounce back and you'd catch it again, I don't know, pure boredom or evil, whatever it is that happens in a six-year-old's head. Well, one day, um, my, uh, my dad was probably not back from work. My mom, was; she wasn't there, and there I am with this ball, and so why not? I'm going to throw it against the wall, because what harm can it be? My parents don't know anything about reality, right? So I whip it against the wall, and I didn't calculate uh, the angle correctly, because it kind of went off that way and hit uh, the—it's a classic Brady Bunch story—hit the table with the lamp. I heroically dove to save the lamp, but uh, I didn't time it exactly right. I apologize. Hit the table. Lamp falls over, glass or whatever it is everywhere, loud boom, Uh, classic kid uh, mess up in the house. And of course, when this happened, I took full responsibility and went right to my mother and said, I have failed, Mom. No, I didn't do that. Uh, Instead, (laughs) I let you down. (laughs) Please punish me as you desire. Instead, I went to a nearby room. There was a book on the chair. I hopped on and I started reading. I think it was a magazine. You know, and kind of whistling. I don't think I'd whistled then, but you know, trying to be as relaxed and cool as if I was never there, right? My mom comes in. She's got, like, pieces of the lamp and uh, is obviously assuming it's me. I was a little insulted that you would simply assume that was me, uh, and I need to get rid of the guilt, right? It's got to go. A number of reasons why. First of all, I don't want to be punished. Simple as that. I don't want that. Second, I think there's a little bit of, like, in-troubleness, you like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to feel that. You don't like you don't like to let your mom down. You like, don't like you let yourself down. There's a lot of reasons that I had to say bravely, no, I did not do that. She didn't believe me because she was real, she's really she should be like the CIA. So she knew I didn't do it, that I must have done it. So she, you know, didn't buy into that. And of course, then the next thing you do is blame. Because I had three uh, brothers, anybody else have three younger brothers and sisters uh, growing up? Easy to blame, because they were doing all kinds of crazy stuff, right? So no, John did that, right? So I get the guilt, put it on John. She didn't believe that. I could tell she's sort of uh, figuring out exactly what the punishment should be for the crime. She's kind of whatever formula that moms have in their heads. Uh, But while she's doing that, I ran and hid in the garden outside. She found me, because... She's brilliant at that too, you know, but maybe my hiding wasn't great either. But, uh, so she finds me there, and I'm now crying, um, and uh, confess the whole thing, right? I did it, but, but, that's the great but for every apology, right? I'm going to justify myself. I try to get rid of the blame, put it on someone else, simply deny it, but now I'm going to say, well... I don't know what I said, but I'm sure I said stuff like, you know, it's a stupid rule, or it usually works out fine, or I don't know, or why did you give me a ball in the first place? Why did you even have me, mother? This is not my fault. I'm just a product of your behavior. I don't know. I didn't go that deep, anyhow. That's what we do, isn't it? Because we can't stand being guilty, being caught. It hurts, first of all, let alone it's embarrassing let alone we're afraid of punishment. And so in response, we deny, we blame, we justify ourselves with all kinds of reasons. We see this right away in the very modern story of Adam and Eve. They get caught. God asks asked Adam, what did you do, and what does Adam do? He goes through that five-step process. He blames the... He just like within the day earlier, he basically said, I do to this woman and said that she's the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. Bone to my bone, flesh to my flesh. Gets caught one time and now he's like, she did it. Which means he basically was saying, punish her, like kill her instead of me. So, not a good husband. But then he blames God, doesn't he? Woman, you gave me. He justifies, he gets rid of the blame. What are you gonna do? He was afraid of punishment. And it felt gross and bad to be seen by the world as wrong. It's what we do. We have to justify ourselves. You couldn't live with yourself. You can't live with yourself if you can't justify yourself. You know that? I think. Just throwing this out. Just thought of this right now. You can't live with yourself if you can't justify yourself. In other words, you have to have a reason to exist, which means you have to say, you have to cover up a lot of junk that you do and think. You have to have either reasons for it or you live in denial, right, to get along. In some way, every human being has to justify themselves in some way to just have a somewhat normal life, to give an excuse for why they are here. Paul talks about this, this, I would say, universal challenge for all of humanity, regardless of religions. And in Romans chapter 2, he starts off by making the case that there is no justification for you. <laughs> that no, he actually says, nobody is righteous, no, not one. No one seeks after God, no one wants to do what God wants him to do, nobody. He includes the Jew and he includes the Gentile, everybody and all religions, and he includes himself. So he makes that case, takes some time making that, and he concludes it by saying, therefore, be quiet. I love how he says this. And why does he say that? Because our response to being accused is what? Blah, 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 blah. blah. Right? Like lawyers, figuring out all these different reasons to justify ourselves. And Paul says, shh, quiet, quiet. God, are you insane? God knows, like my mom, like you did it, we all know it, just be quiet." And then he says this, there's a righteousness, a route to justification that's not by the law. There's another way that's not by punishment, that's not by you paying, buying the lamp, you know, paying it back. That's not, has anything to do with you failing or not failing at the law at doing right and wrong. There's another route to get out of this court than you having to justify yourself. Just be quiet. And then he says, and that righteousness, the other righteousness that you actually can get, because you're never going to get right by your own actions, is for all those who have faith In Jesus Christ for all who believe and he runs right through right listen what he says a righteousness from God apart from don't do this and do that has been revealed even though Moses and the prophets talk about it so it's not divorce it's not totally different but another kind of righteousness has been revealed. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There's no difference. Verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So you can't do You're not going to do it. You will not make yourself better. You can't earn God's love. You can't avoid. You're going to sin, and you can't make it up. Just be quiet. And stop trying to figure out all these reasons why you kind of stink. There's no difference. All of sin falls short of the glory of God, 24, and are justified, so made right, like in a court, you're justified not by giving us the right excuse and giving God the right reason why you screwed up. Nope. You're justified freely by his grace, connected not to your legal uh, gymnastics, but to what Jesus has done. Not what you've done, right? Justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus, God presented Him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in His blood, His actions, His work, and not yours. You are justified for your life, not because you have good excuses, nor because you actually are a good person, or You'll make up for the bad things you did. Nope. You are justified. You are righteous in God's eyes. You are innocent in His court because of what Jesus has done. And you have that simply by believing that if He did it, it's yours, it's good. In other words, Jesus says, I got this. And belief simply says, okay, (laughs) because I don't got anything. (laughs) You're justified by grace through faith. That is, as Luther would say, the central teaching of Holy Scripture. In fact, if a church does not teach that, it is not Christian. It might as well be any other, a million other religions. Because every single religion is about, like I just said, justifying. Every philosophy, every kernel of get, what gets you to wake up in the morning and do something is somehow you are justified. Either you've made up a bunch of stuff about yourself, how great you are or whatever, or some of us incredibly depressed because we can't justify ourselves, and we don't know that there's another route, that there's a gift, that there's a freedom, that there's a righteousness and a justification that's given to us by Jesus because he loves you that much that he has freed you from those sins. This is the center of the faith, and we hold on to it by believing it, not by doing. Jesus is the doer. He's the worker. Now, I think what's, what's interesting about this, I hear this sometimes. Many churches teach this, not just us, not just Lutheran. It's in the Bible. It's in every single letter. Every single letter Paul writes about, writes it always has something like this in there. We read this, And I think what I've heard many times is people say, especially the door-to-door salesmen, you know, they're like, when they're trying to sell you you Jesus, like, you know, they kind of take you through the the case there. And then they say, now all you got to do is believe. And it sounds like, yeah, it's not by works. Now you just got to believe. And I think that's, that sounds like it's supposed to be easy. Is believing easy? All you got to do is believe. Does that sound like an easy deal for you? Is it easy to believe that Jesus died and rose for you? Raise up your hand if you think it's just an easy thing. Or do you have challenges? Raise up your raise up your hand if your faith goes up and down. Mine does. Don't raise your hand if you are a non-participating German Lutheran. So no jogging, no joking. <laughs> Don't say anything. Just stare, stare at me. No. Uh, our faith goes up and down. So we hear this good news. You're saved by grace through faith. And immediately, I think when we hear that, we think well, it's law. We're like, oh yeah, what kind of faith? Do I have that faith? Have you thought about that? Do you really believe that Jesus died and rose? Are you really a Christian? Do you really believe? The adverbs. Adverbs are the murderer of grace. Adverbs are the murderer of promise. Because it always has a question, right? Do you really believe? Do you believe strong enough? Are you good enough, right? Constantly. When you doubt your faith, the problem is this, is the wrong question, do I believe enough? That's actually not your hope. Your hope is not about how great your faith is. Jesus actually earlier today says, I love what he says in this little parable, or no, this actual story. What what did he, oh, he says, if your brother sins against you seven times in the same day, you have to forgive him. First of all, that's insane. Has anybody here been like smacked in the head like seven times and each time forgave them? You know, it's really, that's pretty, I want you to think how insane that is. It's extremely liberal, right? that's God. He's way more liberal than you are, and he's way more conservative than you are. So don't play that game with him. But that's crazy. And what were the the disciples, you know what they answered with? They're like, please give us more faith. And they're talking about hearing that, right? Anyhow, faith, the question's wrong when it comes to, do I have enough faith? Paul doesn't want you to focus on your faith. Faith is only as strong as that in which it believes. So your focus, your hope is not in your faith. Faith is just an empty receptacle. Your hope is in how strong your Savior is, right? Faith is not you holding on to Jesus. Faith is believing that he is holding on to you. This is huge. Faith doesn't talk about itself, it talks about Jesus. Faith doesn't focus on itself, it focuses on Jesus. And the good news that Paul is saying here is not you need to start really thinking about your faith, but instead, relax. Jesus has this. Christ is what counts, Christ does it. And this is so important, it's so life-changing. You're justified by what Christ has done, period. And you have it all. It's not a fraction at a fraction. You're not earning something. You're not getting a little bit of faith at a time until you, when you die, you're 100% faith. It's everything. You are completely innocent right now because of what Jesus has done. You are completely forgiven. You are 100% righteous. It seems ridiculous, but it's an article of faith. You don't look like it, but you are. Righteous, innocent, no sins because of the blood of Christ you have a get out of jail free card it is yours now and may you find power in that when you are up late at night trying to justify yourself and you're faced with your sins and the satan saying there's no way jesus did it faith says jesus did it when you're looking at the grave how am i going to get out of this one Christ is risen. He's given you his righteousness. He's given you his resurrection. Faith looks to Jesus. He's died for you. He's risen. You know, my mother finds me and finally I confess or whatever, did she throw me out of the family? Nope. Did I I have to do some chores? Sure. Was I still her child? Did she forgive me? Yeah. And you know what that did? That empowered me, that freed me to not be so afraid of saying I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that I'm talking to the one that forgives. I don't need to hide or justify. And how much more before Christ, whose actions prove it, died and rose, frees you to not have to run and hide like Adam and Eve or little Joel, because you know that the one who comes down and finds you like my mother did, God's coming and finding you, and... He's come to forgive. And the beauty is you can now be free to repent and be honest with yourself. You don't need to run. You don't need to justify yourself. It's hard to live a life of justifying yourself. The the logical work you have to do, the pressure of the disguise, you are freed from having to do that in your life. You are justified by Christ. You are forgiven. You will rise again. Enjoy it. In Jesus' name. Amen.